Stop making movies, kid. You're gonna break your mother's heart. <laughs> that was like a weird version of Kermit right there. <laughs> hey guys, see you at the movies. Hey guys, see you at the movies. Hi everybody, welcome to the Squawk. Last episode of the semester. How are you guys doing, Max, Steven, as always? We've also got a special guest here, Evan the Savage. Evan Savage. What's up? Wait, is that actually your last name? No. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I just thought you were corny. Like, okay, if that's your actual last name, that would be a little bit No, I am just corny. Okay. It's okay. I, for the first month I met him, I thought his real name was Evan Savage. Most people do, yeah. It's like a secret that I don't... You shouldn't tell people that it's not. I know, right? It's kind of... It's it's your secret. be like Saul Goodman, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It is your stage name. Yeah. It is my stage name, yeah. It's I like refer to myself Dirk Diggler, every... basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dirk Diggler. Well, like, Tom Cruise is actually Tom, Thomas Mapather, right? Mapather? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's his actual last name. It's like Thomas Mapather the Fourth or something. Yeah, I would probably go by like... Cruise if my name was Mapather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Evan yeah. Savage. Well, my real last name is Beard. I Beard. feel like that's a strange last Evan name. Beard? Beard. No one's taking a guy named Evan Beard seriously. But Evan Savage, I guess, isn't that great either. Anyway. That's a good rap name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last episode of the semester. It's kind of going to be a mega episode here. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I brought Evan on. He's my filmmaking partner uh, in crime. Uh, we're going to talk about... Like the, Walt and Jesse. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are Walt and Jesse. Um, his picture on my phone is Jesse Pinkman. Oh, <laughs> so he, he's and the I Jesse, Jesse This is Jesse's tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has Jesse's tattoo on his arm, so... Um, no, uh, no baggy uh, t-shirts, though, or... No, I'm He's actually dressed today. very professionally today. This is not how I normally dress. Okay. I yeah. felt like taking this I was like, did you seriously. have like a conference or something? He's like, nah, I just felt like this. <laughs> it's like, what? I just Why? woke up and felt like, yeah, polo tucked in <laughs> with the khakis. Yeah. You look like you're about to go play golf. <laughs> I think I'm about to pass out the, what is it, the uh, thing at church where they like. <laughs> yeah, that's what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> you're about to pass out the, the offering plate. Yeah, the offering plate, yeah. So. Uh, we got our new movie to talk about quickly at the beginning. Then we're going to dive into our Spielberg rankings because what we'll talk about last is his new movie, The Fablemans, which Stephen, Evan, and I have seen, and Max is not, so he will not be joining us for that conversation to avoid spoilers. But a lot of stuff, and we've got some big news at the end of the pod um, to announce, so stay tuned for that all. It's going to be kind of a catch-all episode, I guess. Um, so, I don't know, Stephen, Max... Do you have any questions for me and Evan about the yeah. movie we're releasing? Yeah, so you've seen it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I watched it. it as well. I loved it. Really Send it to everybody already. What kind of premiere is this? <laughs> Was it supposed to premiere? It's premiering tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, well, yeah. I only sent it to them because they're... Um, Film critics. No, because uh, yes. we're doing the pod. So oh. I was like, they should see it okay, if we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the pod. You know? What did you guys think? I, I loved it. I mean, I, It's I, called Slippery Vinyl, by the way. I, I think as far as your uh, your movies go, I, I, I really still think that first, I forget what it was called. Suburban, Suburban Goons was a, that's a, a, an everlasting masterpiece, <laughs> much like Fablemans. Although I love Slippery Vinyl, I, that, you know, I think um, I think that was, that is, is good, but it was a little more like heartfelt, which I think is good, but I don't know, I just, I, I really enjoyed Suburban Goons. But um, it was good. I, I, again, I said, you know, the shots, that the shot of the um, record spinning, sh- like, uh, to the end, brilliant. Um, 
I love the um, like get the fuck in the car. That guy was <laughs> that when that, Jones shows up. That yeah. was pretty yeah. funny. Will you liked Will? Yeah. Well, well I like that one funny. line you said. Will. Well, although I did like Will's character. That one yeah. line was definitely. It fit him really well. Oh yeah. Character. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, again, I I know you said that girl has a boyfriend, but she either is a phenomenal <laughs> actor or actually likes you, Noah. That's that Will's. That was totally fine. Okay, we're cutting this. We're cutting this. We're no, cutting that's this. hilarious. We have <laughs> banged on camera. Oh, no way. Yeah. You yeah. Guys. You that was simulated, was right? That, <laughs> wasn't, was that wasn't a part of the actual <laughs> movie. Let's put it on the record. I'm embarrassed right now. My face is so red. That's for those of you who don't know. The female lead of the movie is Will, who we just mentioned, who plays the friend. And your name is that's Will in the friend. movie. <laughs> My name is Will in the movie. Whoa, that's some subliminal. It's so weird. It's okay, so but weird. I wrote the movie a year before I met any of you people, besides Steven. So give me a break, all right? You know, that's so funny. The car movie. shots are really good. That was too. that was cool. You guys got the oh, car yeah, mode, the car right? How would you yeah. not like crash during that? That's pretty. Um, because we just put it on the. It's like suction cups and it goes like on the hood so Dude, we that was the end of the how'd you guys do the summer. audio like you had mics inside with you guys so our boom operator he was laying down in the back seat <laughs> yeah. oh, that's sick that's funny dude we were exhausted when we did that how how uh, so it was like a 14 minute uh, movie how how many man hours go into that shooting so, shooting and then I guess post like yeah so out. we started we started shooting on a Friday um, so for those of you who don't know I guess we haven't really told you what the movie's about it's this like little slippery little vinyl. Yeah, it's it's about. We're changing it to little now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the the slippery vinyl who could. It's just a story about these two friends that are in college and they go to a party and one of the friends meets a girl and the other gets jealous so he kind of pulls some shenanigans to kind of screw him over on his date with this girl and um, there's like they talk about music a lot um, and stuff so there's like a little bit of. Musical influence. Evan wrote the soundtrack for it, which um, was fucking great. Really? Yeah, it was really so. good. Yeah, you got yeah. range. Um, like he real does Hans Zimmer. So I, the whole time I was thinking, like, how did they get copyrights to these songs? Like, why are they playing music? <laughs> They're gonna get flagged in seconds. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you know, Evan acted and wrote the music and directed, and then I directed, wrote, and acted. Um, yeah, we did a lot for this. So we did a and lot. We edited it. And we edited it. So we started shooting on a Friday to answer your question, Max. And we did like a nighttime scene, which was like the party scene all on the first day. That probably took like six or seven hours, right? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, we started right when the sun went down. What was it, like eight o'clock, eight thirty? And then we finished at like three. Yeah. Um, that was so, the most exhausting. Actually, no. Day yeah. two was definitely most exhausting because we were already tired from the night before. So we were very tired from that night, and then we had to get up at like eight a.m. to start the next day, and then we did all the apartment like dialogue and kind of like domestic girl d- scenes um, on the second day, um, and that took pretty much the whole day. We worked from like eight a.m. to ten p.m. I'd say mm-hmm. about, and then we recorded the car shots, and then we recorded the car shots, and that only took like fifteen minutes because we just you know popped them out on and then drove around and did that. Um, so as soon as we got the dialogue down, we were good. But, so that would be like 18 hours of shooting, or no, mm-hmm. like 20 hours of shooting mm-hmm. in two days. And then the last day, we did the record store scene, which we did really quickly because... Yeah, I was going to say, how did you guys get permission to shoot in there? We just asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually, like, I interviewed the Scratch and Spend guy for a journalism class. He was super he's, cool about He's it. really cool, yeah. Yeah, Eric, he's awesome. Um, we just like called him up like, probably two weeks before no, we our shooting there. dates. Oh, yeah, we went there we went like two there, weeks before yeah. the shooting date and uh, just asked him, like, do you mind if we come in on this day for, like, an hour to shoot? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. And uh, we did that really efficiently, A, because we were tired as hell, 
and uh, B, we didn't want to like linger around the record store too much. So I'd say like altogether shooting across the three days probably took like about like twenty five to thirty hours. You know. Yeah, that's probably good. So uh, how did I mean? Uh, and then how, I guess going to how much did editing? Editing was like. It should, it should not have taken that as long as it <laughs> we did. We just were lazy. It, I mean, it's part laziness, partially because just, like, it's hard to find the time, especially we both had really crazy semesters, just, like, with school and work and stuff, so it was hard to find the time to edit, but um, this past weekend, we, like, really cracked down. We were like, all right, we're just going to grind this out, and uh, we kind of, like, um, tag-teamed it where we, like, switched off um, on the editing bay <clears throat> and got it done over the course of, like, 12 hours. Um we probably had like half of it done up to that point, and we finished the other half in that twelve hours. So, really, are you like, guys the the directors? You say the the real filmmaking starts when you get to get to post. Uh no, no. I think it's I I'm somebody that like I think the thing I'm learning is that like you really gotta direct to edit. You know, you don't want to edit. You don't want direct. You don't want to make up for it in that thing. Yeah, you don't want to just shoot everything that from every single angle. Like I think like. A lot of the reason why I like movies better than TV is because, you know, TV, a lot of these shows, especially sitcoms, um, which I understand why sitcoms do, they just shoot everything from every single angle and then just give it all to the editors, like a thousand hours of footage, and they're like, all right, just piece it together, figure it out. It just, a, becomes a puzzle. Like, you want to have a lot more intention with your shots when you're on set. Like, you want to know in your head, this is going to flow into the next one, blah, blah. Like the directors do should be doing some of the editing while they're on set, picking what shots they're doing. So, know? so I mean, uh, saying what you should be doing is that what you did do, or what was your, your... slippery vinyl? Yeah, uh, I think slippery vinyl. We're still learning. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. we're always still learning. Right. Yeah. We're not. We're, we're not, not masters. Or anything. We're not masters. <laughs> Wait, I, like that, but I mean, I mean, like let's storyboard say the or anything movies. like that, or. What'd you say? Storyboard or anything like that? Or? Uh, we had a shot list. And we oh, had, yeah. we script, had some... I remember reading the script. The script lends itself pretty like to a pretty linear sort of production. Yeah, I think the biggest thing we ran into is we wanted the, ca the camera to be moving a lot, um, but we ended up running into some troubles with that, especially because we were shooting in like environments where the dolly we had, we couldn't really shoot well with because it was like the grass was like screwing it up and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we kind of just like did some stuff handheld and then other <clears throat> stuff we just locked it down on the tripod just to compromise um and then i think like especially because we were both acting and directing at the same time there's a lot of like continuity errors that we just didn't keep in mind not so much with like props and costumes and stuff oh, yeah i only saw the one at that guy's shirt yeah he oh, well, sure. he's wearing a blue yeah. t-shirt and he's wearing a blue polo i noticed that it's too barely unnoticed. It. it's like it's like the same logo though which is funny it's lynching. It's part of it. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to make you right. feel uneasy. Right. right. The other one I, I remember is there's one scene where I'm wearing sunglasses and then in the next shot I'm not. Uh, um, yeah. but I didn't notice that one. It, and it's because it's like it cuts because it's like they're in the record store and then they get home and I no longer have the sunglasses. So technically, like, yeah, I guess, I, I guess I left them in the car, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think mainly it's like we would do a shot and then we would, like, do the same scene from another angle, but... Evan, there were like a couple times where you were like scratching your nose or something. Yeah. Last shot, and then you cut to the next shot, and he's not scratching. His the nose. thing is, though, like, so like those those are continuity things that like on a bigger set when you have a person who's a script supervisor specifically, they watch out for. But especially when we're 
acting, directing, and producing all at the same time. We just didn't have the brain capacity to do that. So, I don't like, know. Like, I feel like a lot of continuity errors slipped through and, like, everything. You know what I mean? They and, like, it's any, excusable. Uh, Starbucks cups and background. Yeah, uh, right. But, like, like the sunglasses there, thing, You like, can see the boom in one shot. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's part of the charm. Right? Yeah, but it kind of just looks like... This uh, looks like a lamp or something. It looks like a lamp because you can only see the pole. You don't see the mic. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's actually not that bad, but... It's like the opening shot of the movie. <laughs> it's the opening <laughs> shot of the movie. Yeah. Um, but that, that, yeah, I'd say that we did a good job not having too egregious of errors. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think at this point... we stressed ourselves out a little. Right, we did. Too. At this point, it's more about just, like, can we, like, make it... Get the technical stuff down to a good enough level where we feel comfortable, like, being able to tell something linearly, you know? Like, getting doing it at a technical enough level that it makes sense to the viewer. And then yeah. once you kind of have that stuff mastered, then you can kind of think about, like, broader, like, how are we going to convey the story and themes and everything. Um, and that's when you actually start making, like, good movies. Have they but seen, um, I don't know if we're there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> have they seen Best Buds yet? Oh, no. So we, we saw P- PB&J or whatever that one is. Bloody that Council. Good. I like Council. I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah, so we actually, um, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have had the premiere already, but we're having a premiere tomorrow night. Um, we're going to show Slippery Vinyl. You guys show up in tuxes, have a you no. know, red I'll carpet. Show up in this or we're going to have like a, like, a, like a pregame of like going around red carpet interviewing people. Uh, maybe. Um, okay. No, probably not. Um, but then we've got this other film called Best Buds, which I made for a class, which is about two friends that make a pact that they're not going to smoke weed anymore, but then one of them breaks the pact. And it's pretty funny, actually. It is pretty funny. We made it with Stoner my friend movie. Addison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so come up, you two should come out to the premiere tomorrow to see that. Yeah. And then we've got another little thing that I made with uh, my friend Sean um, coming. So is this a Gamecock uh, filmmakers thing? Or? Yeah. Okay, you want to yeah. shout them out? Your, yeah, your shout former out, organization? Shout out Gamecock filmmakers. I used to be the president. Uh, I'm no longer like involved with the club just because I'm very busy. But... Um, yeah, it's officially their it's officially their event that we're premiering this stuff at. So shout out Gamecock filmmakers, um, and also shout out 1080C. They have a premiere on Friday, so if you're hearing this, you'll probably be able to go to that Friday night at eight o'clock. Um, Where? <clears throat> Russell House Theater as well. Oh, so, they're doing their thing Friday. Yeah. Is that the same thing we went to last year? Uh, I think it's only one film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the party scene in the movie is about like what five minutes at most. How does that last? You know, what you say, 10 hours? Also, like how much takes. does a keg cost? You guys got a pretty big one for that scene. Oh, the keg? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was, like, that was probably, that was the best. That, was that dude's a champ. Remember the... Oh, Robert? <laughs> yeah, he was he was great. Honestly, like, how I How many didn't... times did you have to fucking... Twice. <laughs> Only twice. Oh, yeah. Okay. The first time I fucked up the camera move, and then I was like, Robert, one more time. He's like, he's like, all right. Okay. Was, was he actually uh, drinking it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went crazy. He's he's 21. There's no... There's no violations there. Sure. Yeah, he was my old roommate when I lived at the Rowan. Um, you guys might have met him at some point. Um, but anyways, yeah, he was he was great. Um, he did a great job with the keg. I didn't even tell him like I should have said like only do ten seconds or something. But like he just kept yeah, going. Yeah, doesn't he do like does, eighteen? Like, he does twenty one. Oh 21 second keg stand. Like I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm putting it all in. Yeah. Okay, so just leave it all in. He yeah. did it. Well, so what's great it. about it is like everyone's cheering. You can see in their eyes that it's just like in yeah. your life. They're, they're like, like oh laughing. And yeah. laughing. Actually, that's his real laugh. Like, yeah, they're like, oh my god, he's actually he's going this long. Yeah. So it was it was great. I well, really like that like shot. Isn't there like a term for that? It's like like um like uh. 
generosity, like acting generosity or something. Yeah, yeah. He was going full method. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's method alcoholic. Yeah, he just he's like he's like I had to become an alcoholic so that I could play this role properly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Robert was great. Uh, shout out to this other guy, Daniel, who was a Damn. friend of ours. Uh, Wyatt, uh, our friend Wyatt, who did the uh, sound for the movie. He brought his friend Daniel, and uh, he just like stayed the entire party scene to be like an extra in a chair next to uh, me and Maddie, and it was great. Like we did not. because yeah, we told Those all. Are good. And the one shot where you go over her face, that was really good too. Yeah, because uh... we told we told all the extras that they could like we did all that stuff first. So like my friend Stokes throwing the frisbee, Robert doing the keg stand, the the shot of the pong. <laughs> And playing pong like that was that all. That was a great shot. Yeah. yeah, we did all that first at like probably like ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and then we were like, after we did all that, we were like, all right, you guys can go home because we're just gonna shoot the the dialogue stuff, and you don't really need to be in the background for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was an example of like when we were trying to get fancy with the camera moves, like when we did the the roll into the. It goes from like, just me in the shot, to then it rolls in and pans at the same <clears> time, <throat> so where it's both of us in the shot. So it's kind of like supposed to create the effect that like, you know, I feel. My character's supposed to feel, like, a little isolated, like, a little awkward getting to know people at this party. And, like, that's kind of the moment where, like, when their connection becomes clear is when you go into the two-shot of them because then now they're together, like, in the scene. No one's doing a lot of hand motions. Um, right? I am <laughs> doing a lot of hand motions. Um, so, yeah, we, we tried to, like, make sure that our camera moves were, like, motivated in some kind of story thematic way. Um, so we're just kind of experimenting with that because, like, we're still getting used to just, like figuring out where to put the camera, you know? Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, I think, um, I read a review of uh, Barbarian, the movie that came out this year that I think we all oh, pretty much it. loved. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Not me. You didn't really? see it? I just didn't see it. But um, I also don't watch Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're a little sissy yeah. who doesn't right. want to. Yeah, uh, that's right. Evan knows my guy, David Sims, uh, The Atlantic. He said, like, the best thing about this movie is he just knows where to put the camera in every scene. And, like, that's honestly, like, half of directing is knowing where to put the camera. Um, and it, so- it sounds simple, but, like, it really does change everything. And, like, we're going to talk about the Fablemans in a minute. That's what the entire last scene is about. It's just, like, you know, understanding art is knowing where to put the camera. Um, yeah. So. Wait, you haven't seen Barbarian? Is that what you're saying? No. He's, oh, a, he's too much of a baby. I, I, I was too scared by the trailer. No way. No, literally, literally <laughs> months ago, uh, before... Um, before we were talking about it, like Halloween or anything, I was like, yo, you gotta see this movie. He's like, I know, I know about that movie. I don't wanna see it. I don't, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna put myself through that. Are you, do you always get scared of scary movies? Well, like, not really. Like, I, I do watch some horror, like, I don't know. I, I guess it's just like, I mean, like, obviously I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. But there's just something about, like, the classic, like, like, mainstream horror of, like, it, it's not really that deep and it's just like the plot element is the spookiness that I don't really like I don't know like like those like The Purge or The Conjuring actually yeah. The Purge is a good movie Conjuring is what I meant yeah like just like horror for horror's sake type movies I don't like The Conjuring not because it's, it's scary but just because I don't think it's very good <laughs> I rewatched yeah, it like, recently like, I, I, really I like um, like you know you know I, I like a classic I think goofy, though. I think it's goofy oh yeah that's why it's, why it's really perfect fun, yeah. yeah it's very like Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, it does. No. It's got and Justin big... Long's in it, so. Yeah, true, true. Justin Long, also hilarious in Drag Me to Hell. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we don't really have much else to say about Slippery Vinyl. Well, right? I mean, what did you guys think about the very last shot of the movie? Say. <laughs> Wait, remind me what it is again? <laughs> okay, so Evan and I th- were like, the intention with the last shot is like, 
Uh, by the way, don't. This is kind of wait. That's you knocking on the. Yeah. yeah so yeah, this yeah. this is kind of spoilers. So um, by the time you hear this, it will be up on YouTube publicly. So look up Slippery Vinyl. Uh, me and Evan's company is Stowey Productions. So that's our channel. So look that up. That's S T O W I E Productions. Uh, so go watch it. It's only like 15 minutes long, and then come back and hear us spoil the last scene right now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> like, they get into the argument, right? They, yeah, like, yeah. So they like are like not friends after this argument or whatever. But like the is last that your shot, actual room with the little peep. Those are my actual posters. No, yeah, I, I, I literally said like, oh, respect. Yeah, so <laughs> my my room and his room in the movie is actually the same physical room. We oh, just like move oh. the props around yeah. to like make it look different. Um, but. Uh, I'm supposed to knock on the door. I'm supposed to imply that, like, they're going to, like, make oh, up or we become right, friends again, right. right? But, like, he gives me this look. He, like, looks me up and down and then goes, like, I, I, this is an audio format. But then he, like, smirks and, like, winks his eye, basically. And it's, like, it looks like we're about to, like, about to fuck. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's, like, we're the ones who are really in love. That's why you like, stole the records all along. Like, yeah, exactly. It is a so I was, like, this has become, like, a whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, no, this, this, under, this film, like, Top Gun, has a very uh, homosexual <laughs> reading that you could... Call me by your slippery vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Call me by your vinyl. I've watched that for the first time, actually. Call me by your name? Yeah. I thought it was all right. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's not a bad movie. No. It's kind of just a, yeah, it just ends and I'm yeah. like, oh. Bro, well, I watched that in high school. I cried at the end. <laughs> really? Yeah. really? I cried at the end of Brokeback Mountain, bro. That's a sad Yeah, that, that movie's that way is, sadder. Yeah, I feel like that one is. I thought that was going to be like a similar ending, but it wasn't. It was just kind of like. I mean, it oh, is sad. Getting married, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess I just couldn't feel that sad in the last scene because I was really taken aback by that sweater he's wearing. It's like has like writing all over it. Like yeah. it's a really aggressive sweater. I guess it's supposed to be the '90s or whatever. Yeah, and it's just Italy, like yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. this really poppy like white turtleneck with like French writing on it or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's just it? me. No, oh, you haven't seen. Tell me about your name. Oh, but I I know what the movie looks like just because it's like been so ubiquitous. I feel it like is. In pop it is culture, a very like, like well, his well, new movie. I really everyone on Twitter loves it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bones and all, uh, I haven't seen that yet, but I didn't realize it was a horror movie, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy going into it. Oh yeah, it's about cannibals. You'll well, I, kn- it, I knew that, but I thought it was like a quirky like rom something or other. But I it's like a horror movie. At least from the trailers. This. I tried to tell you this that it's like a, a tried and true cannibalism movie. Well, like it's like we like cannibalism. <laughs> and that's whatever. The point oh, of this no. movie. Um, it's gonna be freaky. <laughs> so yeah my favorite parts of uh, slippery vinyl was probably the party scenes it felt very link later esque I don't know if that's what you guys were yeah that, that, oh, I love I'll link take later. that as a compliment yeah, yeah. I, love too. I, love them. <laughs> I, I don't know if we should ever be mentioned in the same breath as anybody <laughs> like that but uh, thank you appreciate it Max are you a fan of the before trilogy yeah uh, Noah's have you watched first two right? I've seen the first two I haven't seen Midnight yet I was trying to I'm trying to space them out a couple months so that I actually feel like right. the time wait till you're like 40 yeah. years old and yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> wait that long I, but I waited like three months in between Sunrise yeah. and Sunset get so married gonna, and divorced then watch the last one yeah, yeah. I'll watch Bro, I'll watch Midnight like probably in a month alright so. this is uh, you, you've all seen Knives Out right Knives yeah Out. Bro, fucking, uh, no, the second one? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, well, there's a cameo in that. Bro, I was not. Yeah. I was oh, I not think it's fair game to spoil that. the cameo. It's not a cameo. Like, he's listed on. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, that I was, was looking at. I mean, I wouldn't want that spoiled for me. But, yeah, but, yeah, like, it, no, but it doesn't, it doesn't have I, any plot, It doesn't. I was just like, holy I was, fucking shit. I was shit. upset at that. I was like, why didn't they give him more lines? No, the, funny, the funniest cameos were the ones on the Zoom meeting. Like, Kareem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But at least Jabbar. that, like, that's a real cameo. Like, Ethan Hawke, they definitely Bruh, got He just spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I kind of figured that that's who you were talking yeah. about. You were just talking Sorry. About, yeah. 
I, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah, Bro, it's, no, really, it's really it's, not. It's, it's, it's even not less even than a cameo. It's not even a. He doesn't even speak. Yes, I think he does. He says like or, one line. He's like, "Get on the." Get in the he car. Said, no, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he shoots it into the rounds like you're okay or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, bro, I was not. I was not. I was not ready for that. I was they great. definitely. All like, right, let's move on from Rise okay, Up before we spoil it more, because most okay. if people haven't didn't go see it in theaters. They can't see it for another month. So. Oh yeah, that's. Bullshit. I thought it was still at Regal. No, because that's Netflix so only released it for one week in theaters. What the? As heck? like a stunt, only in six hundred theaters, and even though it was only on six hundred screens, which is like a seventh of like the total screens in the U.S. Um, it fucking uh, still made like thirteen million dollars. No, so that, if they had actually so, released it wide, it probably would have made like fifty. This no, week. it's so it's so stupid because uh, I'll just go on a rant about this. The theater I went to, I went on a Saturday night uh, last weekend. It was a I fucking at the Regal. We always it, see it. Yeah, we're the Regal Columbiana. It was a packed theater. Like all my friends, I saw it with like five other people. They all gave it like five stars. And then, like, uh, I had, like, friends who, like, usually aren't in the movies be like, I want to, I would literally go to the theater to watch that again so I can, like, pick up on more stuff. What? Yeah. I don't know. But I, the I, problem is Netflix is, like, weird with their theater yeah. releases. So, like, I, they I spent 400. What their strategy is. They spent $400 million. They paid Ryan Johnson 400 mil to buy the rights to this trilogy, like, because they're going to make two, three, and four. Okay. And then they're just doing this weird one-week release. Like, either That's go so for dumb. it or don't. Either That's go so, for it or so, don't. So dumb. You know? Just let it sit in theaters. Like, the cin- cinemas need movies. Yeah, that's, show it. that's definitely an event movie. Okay, speaking of event movies. Speaking of event movies, um, the man who invented inve- event movies, basically, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, has a new movie out this week called The Fablemans. Um, and, you know, Evan and I, we make movies, as we just talked about. Uh, I would say it's probably the most important so movie to us of the whole year. Yeah, it was awesome. Amazing. Um, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details of the Fablemans soon, but Max hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> so we're, so, so we're going to save that. Um, and first we're going to like kind of just talk about our relationship <coughs> to Spielberg, I guess, and uh, rank his movies. We'll each give you our individual rankings of all the movies of his we've seen. I've I seen the most. I the last one is. Yeah, okay. Um, but first I just want to like ask you guys, like, of all the directors that you're like a fan of, like of everything you think about movies, everything you love about movies, like do you think Spielberg is like the most important person in movies to you? Like has he shaped your taste more than just about anybody? To or, me? Personally? Uh, me personally, no. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say the Fableman's like changed that for me a little bit though. Yeah. Like I, I would say like I, I guess he's one of those directors that like it's like his when you say his name, you don't really think of it as like, like you, his movies kind of stand alone as a, you know what I mean? Like obviously it has you know his touch and and his vision for it, but it's like, you know, if if I'm 15 years old, like when I was 15, if you were like, wh- who has a bigger impact on you, Tarantino or, you know, and maybe this just makes me a like a Tarantino nerd, <laughs> or like a Noel, Christopher Nolan right. guy, but like. I was like, you know, like I love Jurassic Park, I love Jaws, but I would consider those like blockbusters. Like I wouldn't have said like those influenced my artistic taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but now looking like watching Fablemans, I can see that like his style and vision so much better in these movies, and it makes me appreciate them more. I, guess, I wish I had appreciated. Them I guess more. I shouldn't. I kind of phrased that question wrong because like the way I'm like thinking about it in my head is like, you know, I I'd say like probably Scorsese is my favorite director. I more consistently like movies Scorsese has put out than Spielberg but like I feel like 
and this just doesn't apply to like us, but probably like the entirety of America, basically. Like the way we think about pop culture, the way we think about like even like music and nostalgia and all these things, like has is there anyone that's like had more influence on the way we look at the world through art as a society than Spielberg over the last like fifty years? You know, like think of just think about the way that like. Jaws and Jurassic Park and Raiders and everything present their stories and how those movies were like created and marketed towards everybody like is he the like for better or for worse is he the reason that like everything is the way it is now I think that one can definitely make that argument I guess I would need to like go back through my childhood and see like think of the crappy movies I watch like I feel like I watch a lot of very like and you know artistic vision movies now um, like you know like I, I just mean like you know like even the Knives Out the Glass Onion it's like you know I don't know if that's necessarily Spielberg inspired but like I see what like you know if if you know I'm seeing Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that like yeah maybe it is you know or like something like Disney like early Disney movies inspired by like Indiana Jones and stuff like that yeah I, I can't uh, um, speak to the you know entire movie industry um, but, uh, yeah, I will say that, I mean, a lot of people, uh, credit to, uh, Spielberg as sort of creating the blockbuster. Um, and then obviously he had a huge influence on probably the, the biggest movie, uh, you know, um, movie series ever, Star Wars. Um, and, uh, I can say personally that I grew up on Star Wars and Indiana Jones, so, I mean, especially Indiana Jones, um, more than I, like, uh, um, <clears throat> as I age, I rewatched the original, uh, trilogy Star Wars and I rewatched... Uh, the first three Indiana Jones movies over the summer. And uh, I'd, I'd say Indiana Jones I probably like more. I think I gave Raiders like five stars, which I usually don't um, hand out ratings like that. But I mean... <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask. I think Raiders is one of your few fives. Yeah, it's, that's my favorite Spielberg movie. And uh, I mean, I just grew up on that. Spoilers. Um, just the, the, the sense of, I mean, you know, wonder and sort of adventure that a lot of Spielberg's movies... Um, uh, deal with it's just uh, yeah I mean Spielberg definitely has a special place in my heart but I feel like I think more of Spielberg as nostalgia than like when yeah. I see a new Spielberg movie I'm like that's cool like I don't know for some reason it's like he, I feel like Harrison Ford has like a more special place in my heart than Spielberg I don't know why well but, that's what I'm right, saying but it's don't like you his think, movies are but don't you think him but as a he created that, yeah, that yeah. myth right yeah like it's more like i'm speaking more broadly about like a worldview yeah you know? that like even like think about all the things that are popular in recent years like marvel stranger things like all that stuff like the style of storytelling that all of those adapt is like a worse version of spielberg storytelling you know like it's not I nearly think we've kind as of good. gotten away from spielberg inspired movies you know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I think you can, like, it's particularly from, like... Right, they're taking the wrong lessons. Yeah, They're yeah, taking yeah. the wrong lessons from But, like, like, I wouldn't say, like, sorry, Max, me, me and Max keep playing footsie <laughs> over here. Um, I don't know if, like, Stranger Things... Like, I think we've definitely kind of come away from that sort of stuff. Like, what you're saying, it's, like, the franchisee movies. Like, I wouldn't say Marvel... Well, Stranger any... Things isn't even a movie, first of all. Well, I know, I know, but it's, like, you know... It's the 80s nostalgia the 80s, thing. I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right about Stranger Things, but, like, I think there's, like, a, if you look at, like, you know, the blockbuster movies, like, there's a very definitive, like, you kind of just said it well, like, the sense of wonder and adventure that, like, you don't really have in yeah, uh, a lot of movies anymore. I feel like Stranger Things definitely captures that better than um, Marvel. Probably, it, it, it probably helps quite a bit that it's essentially cloning um, early Spielberg. 
uh, you know, down to the T with, like, the time period and everything. But I think Marvel can do that, but there's just a sense of... I mean, we talk about Star Wars... Um, as Which is key. not a Spielberg thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, we talk about Star Wars, we talk about uh, Indiana Jones as these huge... Um, just because Harrison series. Ford's is not Well, no, no, no. <laughs> but I, no Spielberg though. also had a you know huge influence on um, on Empire, and like you know a lot of people say that he sort of directed the the first one more than more than Lucas. But uh, I digress. Um, Wait, is that true? I've never. Heard no, of that. no, that's not true. Really? Okay. No, no, that is definitely not. I true. thought if anything they would be like competitors, Spielberg? especially at that. No, because they made Raiders together. George Lucas oh. wrote Raiders. Okay. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, you guys got to brush up on your film history. Well, I I was going to say, even then, there's only like uh, four Indiana Jones movies, and one of those came out, you know, 10 years ago. It's the best one. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just the fridge scene. Um, And uh, Star Wars, like, what's there's nine now, but, you know, for the longest time, there's only three. Um, And, you know, there's Marvel movies, like, there's like six a year. So even though we talk about these huge blockbuster movies um, and these, these franchises, I mean, Marvel's just doing it to such an extent where it's like, slow down like the the specialness star wars especially with the sequel movies this happened where it just wasn't special because you knew you were getting one every single year and marvel every is like other year no it because was a no, star wars no, story yeah, yeah, in between. between yeah i mean that's still star wars i guess you're right. i guess i guess what the point i'm trying to make i'll boil it down to this like you think about like the awe and the wonder of like jurassic park especially is this jaws especially is this yeah. like that kind of mix of awe and being terrified at the same time even like movies he produced like gremlins are like that or like later in his career transformers right it's not so much that like spielberg invented the blockbuster or franchise it's that he invented this kind of like way of looking at the world that has now infested like every type of content we produce and consume but a lot of those people that are taking that you know style and worldview are repurposing it for means and taking it beyond its original intention, which is Marvel and that they have just taken it way too far, right? Yeah. But, like, I'm just... I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, the world we know it as today, the things that people like and enjoy as we know it today don't exist without him. Like, you even think about, so, like, in the video game world, the way video game stories are told, which mm-hmm. is a medium that exists entirely after Jaws and Close Encounters come out, right? Mm-hmm. That entire industry didn't even start until after that. Like, think about how inspired video games are by the style I mean, un- of worldview uncharted, that, he, I mean, that he puts forward. Yeah, I was right? just about to but say. Not, yeah, just not even just Uncharted. Like, the type of, like, feeling video games mm-hmm. in general are supposed to give you is, like, the feeling that people felt for the first time when they saw Jaws. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, could you make an argument that Spielberg ruined movies by just making movies to sell toys? No, because I don't think that's his fault or his attention. Yeah, I think it's okay. the apparatus around it. Yeah. Okay. It's the industry around him. That's kind of how I feel to, to what you're saying. Is like I feel like it's kind of the opposite. Like I feel like Spielberg started. It's like um, Oppenheimer. It's, he started right. this like you know like sort of genre. And, like, now it's, like, these movies aren't even... They take maybe some influences, but it's, By like, the they're way, not even like it. I'm saying all this to set up my take on the Fablemans later, which is that okay. this is his The Wind Rises. Right. His, his, like, uh, his reckoning with Reckoning his, with his own yeah. creation. Yeah. I'll, 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 get, I'll get into it when we talk about the movie more specifically. But I guess I guess that's enough table setting, right? We can get giant yeah, the rankings. Get, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think we all have pretty strong opinions about this. I think we should go from... Down yeah, to first, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. It was it was hard to rank his movies for me because I mean a lot of them are so special, and then a lot of them are just like this sucks. 
yeah, there's, there's, really there's, there's not really, there's not, I didn't really have any like mid Spielberg movies. Well, not, not even like this sucks, but just like how can you compare like Jurassic Park and like Crystal Minority Skull and, Report? You know what I mean? They're so different. Yeah, yeah or like like E. T. and Schindler's List. How are we <laughs> yeah. comparing those? Um, I, I'm curious what you guys see as Schindler's or not Schindler's List as E. T. Because don't people like hate that movie? No, okay. I don't really I like that movie. movie that much. But like it's it that much it's either. not it's not one of my favorites. Okay, I'm just I curious. Seen Schindler's List. How many? Watch do you that have in on English your list? class. Twenty-one. How many do you have on your list? Uh, twenty-four. Okay, I have twenty-eight. So I'll start at twenty-eight, and then we'll go up, and then we'll start reading them together as we uh, go through. So at number twenty-eight, I have Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Okay. I think this movie is like. That's a really. That's number one. Number twenty-eight. Is that the yeah. third of the? I don't think it's no, it's that the second. Bad. Okay. I think, I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. So. I think that movie is so boring. It's like got like. Interest. You could say it's got like interesting action, but really it just does not sell it for me at all. Like, it, I don't know. It's just miss. It's totally missing something. So uh, totally as a as a really quick aside, thoughts on the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park? Uh, I hate them. They suck. Yeah, they suck. Okay. Um, the first one's like maybe I I, I didn't first feel regret like after I watched it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I was like, okay, like, you I know, saw I'm that in 15, theaters, I couldn't tell you a single Marvel. thing that happened in Jurassic World. <laughs> it's like the first movie, like, the exact same thing, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Except different. So just bigger. Yeah. Maybe. Bigger, yeah. Better CGI, maybe. Not as good. Not as but good. Not well, as there is, the, not the as good. thing about Jurassic Park is it wasn't really CGI. Well, yeah. Guys, we got a lot of movies to talk about. Okay, so let's not talk about Jurassic World, okay? Let's, let's please, you're hurting my soul by talking about Jurassic World during a Spielberg episode. Um, anyways, right. number 27 I feel like I have to rewatch because I think I might appreciate it just a little bit more. I think it was probably overhated at the time, but Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I need to rewatch that. Yeah. You know, that that um, really scared me when I saw it. <laughs> it did, it did. The it ants. scared me too. The ants. Yeah, the ants. Uh, yeah, I, like, I, I, it was the first time I'd ever been considered like you could be consumed alive by something. By, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? so th- this happens to uh, a, a lot of um, Spielberg stuff. Um, George Lucas stuff as well, where I remember the Lego games more <laughs> <Better> than the <laughs> yeah, more than the movie. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. It kind of walks right into what Noah's argument about his own creation, though. Yeah, I mean, okay. So then number twenty six, I have War Horse. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's my that's last a, one. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, so I saw that movie when I was like ten, I, I and, I, and until like two years ago, I didn't know that was a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Wait, no, have so. you seen the BFG? No. Okay. Well, if you watch that, that is just ungodly bad. So. Okay. Like um, it's like a little insulting almost to the. Isn't lost that almost world. recent? Like like five years ago. Yeah. Something? I don't it's, know why he wait, made Warhorse? this movie. No, uh, BFG. BFG was twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. War Horse was like ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Warhorse was 2011. Wow. Yeah. Um, Warhorse is like the. I think what people always say about like Zack Snyder is that like he tries to make every single moment in his movies the most grand thing ever, so it just doesn't actually feel like a movie. It just feels like a tr- like a three hour trailer. That's kind of what Warhorse feels like to me. You know, there's like no thread or anything I'm really interested in. It doesn't really have any dramatic pace or tension. It just feels like a lot of like cool images Spielberg thought up and kind of just put together. You said and, 2011? Yeah. yeah so and, I watched that when I was nine. And it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, like, I just remember, so I remember there's a horse and like mustard gas and that's yeah. about it. Um, and then quickly, number 25, I have Amistad, which is just kind of like... Yeah, I've never I heard started of that. that movie, I watched the first 30 seconds of it and I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like about how the, Am- the Amistad like slave ship, like the 
passengers like the slave just kind of revolted. Cool story. Um, and I then they got know. tried for murder. Like is in the Morgan US. Freeman, though? Yeah. But yeah. Morgan Freeman is first build and he doesn't even do anything in really? the movie. He's just like, he's like, um, a freed man in the U.S. who like is like oh, I gotta hire a lawyer to represent these guys because I'm an abolitionist and then like he does that and then he's like not in the rest of the movie basically and then Matthew McConaughey plays the lawyer that's the abolitionist or like that tries to free them um, it's it's just kind of boring um, alright Stephen what's your number 24 well I, I didn't do it so specifically as you did I did like number 1 to 10 is valid and then maybe the rest kind of all you know I, I would say the worst you know I don't even think what's at the bottom of your list to, uh, BFG you okay. know okay. the very worst movie I've ever <laughs> is seen is that animated yeah oh yeah you know it's like BFG then maybe 1010 yeah you know and then like maybe Ready Player One and everything else <coughs> from there is like a pretty great movie actually okay here's the ones I have not seen and I'm kind of embarrassed about one of these because it's like one, supposed to be one of his like big classics or two of them actually I've not seen Always which is probably the least seen um, I've not seen 1941 which is like his first flop yeah. I haven't seen The Sugarland Express which is like his true debut I haven't seen Duel which is his TV debut and I have not seen the BFG and then the other big one I haven't seen besides Sugarland Express is Hook Oh, oh totally. I remember Hook. I fucking love Hook. Really? Hook's oh, really boy. good. Oh. It was like a childhood movie for me. Like, I had it on I remember, DVD like, advertising as, like, a, for that. Hook is so low on my list, I can't lie. <laughs> well, That's I, like a Peter Pan thing, right? Yeah. It's a, well, Robin, Robin Williams, Williams is good Pan. in it. You know, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun <laughs> movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're if you're five years old and you watch <coughs> Hook, you feel that sense of adventure and wonder. Sure. You know, but maybe, you know, you don't have to watch Aliens. I mean... Uh, yeah, to ants. be fair, I didn't watch Hook until I was, like, 15. So yeah, I like, probably wouldn't have really enjoyed like it. Like, I, you know how, like, our generation had, like, the car DVD player? Yeah. I had, like, Hook in that RV movie. I had, like, a Robin Williams double feature. You know, the, the, <laughs> and it was, like, you know the RV movie? Where it's, like, literally called RV? Where he's, like, a dad? Never, I, I, have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's <laughs> a Robin Williams movie called RV. Okay. About a dad who Robin buys an RV. It's actually um, pretty funny. Number 24... I have, okay, so from Amistad up, not counting Amistad, so 24 up, I pretty much like all the rest of these movies. They're at least three stars. They're at least interesting to me. Number 24, Ready Player One. Um, so I, I read that book in high school, and I was hyped to see that movie. See, the I think the book is actually so terrible. I don't and understand that, like, your take there. I think that, like, Spielberg, like, I was, like, 12, so he I don't did, really he remember. He did everything he could to, like, make that movie even watchable. Like, the fact that it's even watchable is a miracle because of how badly written the source material is. Like, it is, if you go read that now, I swear to God, Max, you will laugh at how terribly written it is. Well, I remember, the, the thing I remember most about the, the movie is the um, Kubrick stuff, which isn't in the book, so. Right, and I think it, that's, like, another, like, the Fablemans. I think Ready Player One is kind of Spielberg reckoning with his own creation being like, oh, I've, you know, I decided to make the, I created the blockbuster, and then look what how people have, like, made it, perversed it, you know, like, taint tainted it um yeah bastardized i don't know i think that's like an interesting reading of the movie i don't know if i totally buy that he's able to do it just because of how reverent the source material is to pop culture so like spielberg can't really overcome the fact that like even though he's trying to put some commentary in there he can't really because the source material just sucks three out of five that's high according to shit i've seen yeah i would put that 23 i have the color purple i haven't seen it uh, that's that's like the the '90s, like um, '80s, '80s. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a um a drama. It's based on a book. Um, 
but um, is that the freed uh, the Freedman or no? It's it stars a uh, Danny Glover, Whoopi Goldberg, and Oprah Winfrey. It's like um a like a American South like domestic drama okay. um about um this African American family and like it's I haven't read I the think book it's on Netflix. Uh, yes, it is. I haven't read the book. It's like my dad, one of my dad's like favorite movies of all time. I don't really like it because, one, I think weirdly like, Spielberg and like Domestic Zone uh, until the Fablemans, I guess. Like I just never really bought it, and like doesn't really give the movie a lot of like tension, and as a result, it's just kind of like meandering. And also like Spielberg telling a story about like the African American experience in the South is like kind of trite. It just doesn't yeah, really work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how I felt about it. Sorry, Evan, we're getting to you in a sec. 22, I have the terminal. I like Bro, you see the, the guy who uh, that was based on died? Oh, really? Yeah, no. Okay, Mr. so terminal. I haven't seen the terminal, but I remember I saw the premise of the terminal and then read that it's based on a real story, then went down a huge rabbit hole reading about the real story. And that seems is, that is like way more interesting than... Uh, so what happens? Whatever. He just sleeps in an airport? No, no, so it's... Basically. It's, it's this, yeah. Uh, but doesn't uh, Spielberg turn into, like, a Tom Hanks love story or something? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but the, the real story is... Um, it's this guy uh, who um, got stuck in France, and then he said he lost his papers. So he's just stuck um, in, like, this immigration hell, which has happened to a, a multiple of other people. But um, he started becoming, like, a fixture of the airport, uh, and people like like knew him and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and like the McDonald's at the airport would give him free food. So he took on this like like ulterior ul- like ulterior ul- uh, personality, saying he was like a lord from like England or something, <laughs> and like legit developed like this mental disorder, and like stayed and uh, and his uh, immigration lawyers like could have like said like you could go home like they found his papers and everything, and he just refused to go home. So he stayed in the airport for like twenty years or something. Until he got sick and then went to, um, uh, like, a hospital in France because he was in Charles de Gaulle uh, Airport. And then I thought he was fine. Like, he was living um, uh, just, like, a normal life in France. And then near the end of his life, he went back to the airport and then died in the airport. Is this how the movie goes? No, no. This is not how the movie goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it's, yeah, really it, interesting. Wait, doesn't Tom Hanks also do, like, a really bad... He does a really bad, like, Russian accent, basically. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, um, it's such a bad accent. And, yeah, I just, I'm just i just not a fan of that movie. It's, like, two hours of Tom Hanks walking around an airport. It feels so long. I think I watched that in Lincoln in, like, the same week because West Side Story was coming out when I watched it. And, um, <clears> West, <throat> like, Lincoln is 30 minutes longer, and it felt 30 minutes shorter than The Terminal. Like, it, The Terminal lives up to its name in that it's interminable. You know, um, wow, yeah, dad that jokes there. So cool. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> Let's go, um, Evan. What's your number twenty one? War Horse. I watched it when yeah. I was a kid. I don't even remember much sucks. about it. But I, I like, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. horse, and it's World War One, and yeah, yeah. I remember he finds it at the end. He's like blind. He like feels the horse. Yeah. Like, oh, this is my horse. <laughs> I remember watching the scene where he like plows the yard, the like farm. And just being like, this is the most boring <laughs> movie I've ever watched. All right, we got a lot of movies to talk about, and I want to talk about the, the cream of the crop a little more, so let's kind of... Yeah, we're kind of just well, shitting 20, on Spielberg. Okay, 20, Lost World. I don't think Lost World is that bad. Yeah, I, I kind of like Lost World. I have my number 21. I like those little tiny dinosaurs. Honestly, I'm going to I'm gonna put it up more right now. <laughs> I'm putting it above... Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull and Hook. Um... My number 21, Stephen, don't be offended, is Empire of the Sun. 
I know you love it. I know you love it. I just watched it. That's my hot take. (laughs) That's top five. People don't like that movie, but I I was like so moved by. I watched it last week. And it's it's so touching. You didn't like it? I thought that like the scale and the ambition of it was good, but and it, I just it works. Didn't really, you don't think it works? I just don't really think the drama works. Okay, I can see the drama not working because it's a little bit like, you know, if you're that wealthy, like you probably would have just paid someone to go find him in the first ten minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't think all that would have happened. Like I don't think. I mean, it, it did happen though. It's based on a real story. Yeah, but like I. That, it just feels, I don't know, that's like, I hate saying it feels slow, because, like, that's a cheap insult. I guess I just... But it does feel slow. Like, I feel like I've seen so many... Like, I, I just felt like I've seen so many movies that take that sort of, like, apocalyptic sense. Like, obviously, there's a lot of, like, World War Two movies out there. But this one was really unique, because it's not Holocaust, like, related. And it takes the same sort of, like, desolate Holocaust, like, feeling... And, like, it almost makes it, like, this totally unique... What? I don't know. I'm just, just laughing. I, I don't saying. know. Just the... the. <laughs> I just... Continue. I don't know. I'd, I'd never thought of um, Holocaust feeling before. <laughs> what are you yeah, saying? You're like, Holocaust, it's not Holocaust related. He goes to so. an internment camp. Okay, the feeling I, I haven't of seen de- it. Desolate. Is what I just said. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, you know what? If I want to watch that, the feeling of hopelessness. Watch, you know what I mean? What is Empire of the Sun about? It's about a Isn't kid that... who goes to an internment camp. He's, okay. He's oh, like, like it's born like a Japanese Holocaust. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's like this this English kid who's like he grows up like in a rich family, played by Christian Bale actually. Young Christian Bale. He does Bale. a phenomenal no job. Um, when did it come out? 1987. Oh, wow, young yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah, um, and like. Basically, when Jap- Japan gets invaded or whatever, or they invade his area, like, he gets sent to an internment camp and has to... He's friends with, like, Ben Stiller and John Malkovich. Yeah, which <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> John Malkovich is so cool in that movie. And he's, like, this, like, weird pirate, like, like spy, rebel character. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a little... The score like is great. Idealistic. The, the score, score is great. great. It's, it's one of It's low-key one of John Williams' best scores. Yeah. But, um... Okay, maybe it's not a five star, but I I was just saying when I watched it, I was like, how have I never seen this movie? Don't be apologetic. Yeah. I don't like, know. Yeah, you can. No, I still, I still, my piece is it's still top at least top five of okay. his movies. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I don't like it. Like I would say it's better than like Lost World. You don't think it's better than Lost World? I do. I have Lost okay. World last. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> number yeah. number twenty, I have E. T. I have Kingdom of the Crystal School. I I like ET. I just don't. I just never liked it. I haven't it. seen Wait. that movie since I was like six, oh, and okay. I didn't realize that uh, adults like critics really hate that movie. So, what, ET? I don't know. Yeah, adult critics do not hate ET. I all the adult critics I follow all have five stars on Letterboxd. Okay. So what I, is the average rating of it? Isn't it like three stars or something? No, it's three point eight. Okay. It does well, have a decent amount of five stars. Well, I don't know. I've heard I've heard things about that. I need to go back and rewatch it. But what's your nineteen, Evan? My nineteen is Hook. Hmm. Not a big Hook guy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not a big Hook Sorry, guy. Steven. No, I I I don't. You don't have to apologize. I mean, it's a, I said it's a nostalgia movie for me. Yeah, I feel like if I watched it as a kid, I would definitely yeah. enjoy it, but. The whole I just don't like Peter Pan either way. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think Peter Pan's a weirdo. Like, grow up, bro. That is kind of weird. <laughs> Get over yourself. He's weird. Speaking of weird, my number 19 is Adventures of Tintin. Adventures of Tintin, I have a 16. Tintin is kind of underrated. No, it's kind of good. I remember seeing that in the movies, and I was like, this is cool. 
It's just like Spielberg absolutely going for it. What were we talking about last week when we said Tintin was a good example of it's that? It's the over spectacle, the the trying to over spectacle. I'm yeah. trying to overdo the hyper yeah. spectacle. Yeah. Um, Eighteen, I have Temple of Doom. Eighteen, I have Lost World, which I okay. just put there because <laughs> Temp- Temple of Doom I think is the worst of the original three Indiana Jones. Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Other than you know, sh- as a kid, I loved Temple of Doom more than the other two for some reason. That, it's really? such a weird I, movie. I, I, I like Temple scene. of Doom. The British that, scene that is great. Great. No, that I is like it. it. I gave it three and a half. It's just number 18 because Spielberg's made a lot of good movies. Yeah, no, no one <laughs> I uh, watched it probably like two months ago. We came away from the same thing being like, this is like cool spectacle, but there's like nothing else there. Yeah. And it's the kind of just the word. The cold yeah, stuff. Yeah. That, the that, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, just, just the like really uh, butchering and almost like offensively bad depiction of uh, like uh, Southeastern Asian culture. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that movie's kind of just the worst aspects of all the other Indiana Jones movies. Like just put into one where it's just like spectacle and not really anything else there. I will say, but it's though, fun to watch. As yeah, far as yeah, it's a fun watch. The beating hard thing. That's why I have it as one of our. Like I don't know. It like, is I sick. like it better than like. Some, I don't know. I guess it's about equal. I don't know how I'd rank the four, but like that. I, I remember my dad be, like putting his hand on me, and being like, "Are you okay?" Because I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god." Yeah, it's cool. Well, like PG thirteen or something, right? And that was like a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. that movie basically invented PG thirteen because yeah. they were like, "It's not R because it's like Indiana Jones made for kids, but also we can't make it PG because like the guy's heart got ripped out. Literally so, like, ripped out his what bleeding, beating so what heart do? is in yeah. his hand. Um, crazy. Seventeen, I have the post. You need to see that. Seventeen, I have Ready Player One. Okay, Which I don't think it's that bad of a movie. Honestly. It's not. It's pretty. It's, not. it's a little. I, don't, I, I need to rewatch it. I watched it from just like a I love pop culture perspective when I was like twelve, but now I'm gonna watch it from like a cynical like fucking Spielberg roasting every other, other franchise. franchise. Yeah, yeah. You talk about drugs. Okay, I watched Ready Player One when I was tripping, and that was an amazing experience. <laughs> It was very cool. Did you feel like you were in the 80s? I felt like I was flying through all these different <laughs> pop culture things. And I was like, Whoa. Oh, wait, no, it's not the 80s. It's like a dystopian... Oh, uh, yeah, the future, I guess. But he goes into VR, and then he's in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the meta, as they would Have, say. Has right. anyone else here seen The Post? No, no I want to no. see it, though. It's good. It doesn't... It's, like, really well made. And uh, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, and Bob Odenkirk are all really good in it. Um, but... It doesn't really feel necessary. It's about the Pentagon Papers. Mm-hmm. It's like your normal like reporter drama. Like it's about on the same level as like, she said. I would say it's no all the presidents men. You know, mm-hmm. so she um, said was so mid. That was so disappointing. Yeah, I know. I can I expected that though. Anyways, I, don't know. I I I deluded myself because I well, I read the book and I was like this has to be great. And anyways, sixteen, ten ten, okay. You're, you're a Tintin sympathizer. I do. I like Tintin. Do you like Tintin? No, I hate it. <laughs> Wait, so, all right, this is just as an aside. Scorsese also made Hugo, or made Hugo, right? Which is yeah, also like a weird great. CG. No, no. What is up no, with that? No, that's not CG. No, that's no. Real people. Oh, okay. And it's about, like, the first movie ever made, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so yeah. i got to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It's good, though. I don't it's know. very touching. Why, why was Tintin CG? I don't understand. 
And the same with like the Polar Express. I don't I don't get that. Well, that's kind of I think that era. That's why Spielberg's interested in it because like Zemeckis. Zemeckis yeah, I hated yeah, like Spielberg. Was Zemeckis <laughs> I rewatched yeah, that a year ago. That movie, that movie sucks. Is, Tom Hanks plays like five different yeah, people in that. Wait, you, it's what a strange, strange creepy movie. Wait, you movie. thought that was a Spielberg movie, right? I thought it Pro, was because it Pro, has like Tom Hanks. Well, it is Tom Hanks like. That's what I'm saying, bro. Everything is Spielberg now. Like the guy that who lives on the train. He's like the ghost or whatever. Yeah, that's all Tom. Yeah, that's Tom Hanks. The conductor is Tom Hanks. Santa Claus is. Tom Hanks. Yeah. What is the movie. point of that movie? Like, be nice to your parents? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't get it either. Don't Just believe. get on trains? Believe with the zero. That movie is right. fucking wild. It's right. like, uh, the, like, you go to, like, Dave and Buster's and they strap you into, like, the VR, like, roller coaster. That's, like, the whole movie. So we're at my number 16, Max. You're, you start 14, 14 right? Yeah. Okay. This is, from now on, all bangers. All bangers, no filler uh, from here on out. Number 16, Lincoln. Haven't seen it. Wow. I haven't seen it. Wait, what? You have that at 16? Yeah. Bro, I have that at 8. <laughs> I mean, you've seen less than me, though. Yeah, but I mean, also, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a political science major. I said from here on out, bangers, all bangers, bro. I know. Lincoln's I know. good. I, I watched Lincoln. Lincoln fucks, bro. I watched Lincoln because I was taking a Southern politics class, so maybe I was just, like, really into the, like, context at the time, but I thought it was cool. What's, what was the context for the class? It's basically a courtroom drama, which yeah. is what's cool. It's not, well, a, it's I, not I, a biopic. I was, I was taking Southern politics, and that's all about, like, Reconstruction and, yeah. um, uh, like, uh, civil rights, things like that. So. Daniel Day-Lewis, really yeah. going for it. He's awesome. But, yeah, I love the, the, the way that movie is structured is genius. The fact that they didn't just try to do, like, a here's the story of Abraham Lincoln's life. It's, like, very specifically, like, a bill that he was trying to get yeah, passed and him, like, amendment. working the Senate and, like, all the, like, backdoor dealings of, yeah. like, U.S. politics at the time. That's why it's cool. That is cool. I need to watch it. What's your 16? Tim Tim. Okay. Yeah. 15, I have Bridge of Spies. Temple of Doom. I have Bridge of Spies above. Uh, I guess you also have it above Lincoln, but I like Bridge of Spies. Cool movie. Really solid thriller. Yeah. With the Spielberg-esque just kind of I really don't Tom like Tom Hanks. I really hate Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Forrest Gump, so. Like, I feel like there's... I, what I guess, you like Castaway? I like Castaway, actually. Like, I feel like that era of Tom Hanks is good, but I hate the, like, Tom Hanks is a good guy bit. Like, Have you seen the, what is it, uh, Won't be Wanna Be Your Neighbor or whatever? Won't you be my I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either. But that's what I mean. Like, there's no way I Tom Hanks is this, like... You don't like Captain Phillips? Wait, no, isn't he... What's no, I hated that movie. <laughs> oh, I've seen that, too. Wait, he was also in the fucking... Oh, that's Captain... Uh, He was in... What's the movie where he lands the... The plane? Captain Phillips. Oh, oh, no. Sully. 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 Sully's, Sully's good. good. Yeah. Sully's good. Yeah. Sully's good. Uh, no, you see the trailer? What is it, like, Otto or some shit? Oh, that My looks terrible. Yeah, that My neighbor so Otto, bad. yeah. And they keep pushing that damn trailer. You see it, like, four times before <laughs> the movie starts. He's in this, like, Apple TV movie called, like, A Man Named Otto or, or something. Or it's like he, he plays like, this, like, dick, and then, like, he's like, I actually love yeah, children. Like, and then he, like, they soften it. It's like a nice family moves in next door, and he learns to love or something like that. It's so dumb. Um. Okay, fourteen Minority Report. I like that movie a lot. Fucking, fucking banger. Yeah, that, that's too. It's low a banger, but everything else is really good. That's top ten. <laughs> You're gonna like. Wait, I'm wait name we have fourteen. Yeah. West Side Story. Too low. Yeah, yeah. No, so so this is probably gonna be redundancy, but yeah, my my fourteen is Crystal Skull and War uh, Warhorse thirteen, and then um, Ready Player One. I mean, 12. West Side Story is not bad, but I would rather just watch the original. I gave West Side Story three stars. I I have that as my eleventh. Um, and that would probably be lower if I'd seen more Spielberg movies. I just, I, I understand why people like West Side Story. I liked the musical p- bits of that movie more than anything else. I just think the, the plot of the original is so fucking stupid <laughs> that I just, like, 
what the guy kills her brother, and then she like sleeps with him like six, like five minutes later. I just like couldn't. I don't know. I I couldn't. The new one or the old one? Uh, well, it's both of them. Yeah, yeah. But what were you? You gave which one three stars? Oh, I haven't seen the old one. Oh, you haven't seen the old one. Um, I know, I know it's supposed to be Romeo and Juliet, but I just think the plot and characters are so dumb. I just couldn't. <laughs> I didn't like the new. I didn't think that. I didn't buy the chemistry in the new one that much. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy it either. I it's that like, Ansel Elgort. I'm 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 on yeah. an island in that island. I, really I liked the girl. Movie. She was great. Well, no, I was on an island because I also don't really like musicals that much. So I I received a lot of flack last year when we were doing the West Side Story discourse. Oh yeah. I, anyways, Minority Report, Cruz and Farrell. Phenomenal movie. Minority Report. I have a unforgettable. Seven. Yeah, I mean that's well, you've seen like ten less than me, so still I think it's the top. 10 yeah, like it's it's one of the best Spielbergs, and I would say West Side Story is like take it or leave it comparatively. <coughs> yeah, you're like a big West Side Story guy though, so I know. Um, Minority Report probably one of the best looking Spielberg. Oh movies. my gosh, like the cinematography yeah, the is like absolutely and, and insane. Like, uh, I, like, how do you pivot from like making fucking Indiana Jones and like to that movie? Right. Like, well, this is. This is uh, Spielberg's, like, <clears throat> I like to call it, like, his, um, not his Paranoia Trilogy, because that's, like, the Pakula 70s movies, but, like, his, like... Oh, my bad. <laughs> is that Tyler? Yeah. yeah, we just got walked in on. Um, but, like, Spielberg's trilogy of AI, Minority Report, yeah, it's like War the of the Worlds, is, like, his yeah. monitoring, like, terrorism, like, trilogy, where, like, that's the most, like, dark he goes in his career is those yeah. three movies. I like those movies, though. Those movies are those awesome. those, I mean, you'll see where I have War of the Worlds and AI later, so. Yeah. Um, where are we at? 13 now. 13, I put E.T. 13, I have Close Encounters. I'd say Minority Report's better than E.T. It is. I, like, I, I E.T. I can that, take yeah. or leave, too. I totally agree with that. Like, E.T. is charming, but, like, yeah, I, I don't even think well. E.T. has the same nostalgia as, like, Indiana Jones. Not, not for me, at least. Not for me, at least, either. Yeah. Yeah. Close Encounters, that is such a weird movie, and it's... That movie's awesome. And I it's still awesome don't really understand that movie. I, I, I like it, and it really scared me as a kid. But, like, so, so what... I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I need to rewatch it. But it's, like... That is probably the closest thing in terms of like the divorce stuff. That's probably the closest yeah. he gets to talking about the Fableman stuff before Fablemans. And he made that 50 years ago. Yeah, that is Well, pretty I, I haven't seen Close Encounters, but I remember a lot of people comparing Nope to Close Encounters. That's a good, whole that's, no yeah, show that's, thing. that's a good comparison. It's yeah. very much about like the spectacle. The awe and wonder and spectacle and kind of like prioritizing that and trying to find that in your life over the more meaningful, like, grounded relationships that you have and kind of balancing those things. As an aside, I, I saw an ad for Nope on TV, like, just when I was watching NFL. They fucking spoil the entire movie. Yeah, they, they like, do. Sh- they show the, like, sick alien shots in the trailer. Yeah. I was, that got me I'm mad. Not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Anyways. That, that, that is frustrating. That, and there was a distinct time where, like, that changed. Like, I remember, like, eight months out, it wasn't like that, but, yeah. Um, 12, I got Last Crusade. Me too. Oh that, wow, that was synergy. Last Crusade. Is that's good. Yeah, that's kind of low for you, high for me, I guess. I love Last Crusade. Last Crusade is three yeah. for me. All my, all these above here. Three are of four, the original. Oh, four total. Stars yeah, three. I yeah, think yeah, you're I'm gonna say of great. all the no. Indiana Jones movies. No. Twelve to nine, I all have, or twelve to one, I all have four and above. Yeah, four same. Above. For me, it's the post up. It's all four stars. Um, Eleven. I have Schindler's List. I have Close Encounters. Shouldn't I just that two for me? Wow. 
Schindler's List is. Uh, I haven't seen Schindler's List. I feel so it's embarrassed good. for doing. It's it's, it's an incredible really piece heavy. Of, it's an incredible yeah. piece of filmmaking. It just stands so out for the rest of history. Three hours of a Holocaust. Like, well, so I watched that in English like, class, which was really well, strange. Jerry Seinfeld made out to it <laughs> <laughs> for all three hours, apparently, in an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, iconic episode. And then Newman catches him and tells his parents. And his parents are like, you were making out during Schindler's List? <laughs> so good. Um, anyways, that's my review on Letterboxd. It's a great movie for a make-out session. <laughs> um, but not to be glib, Schindler's List, incredibly moving. Uh, I watched it in a class in high school, actually. Yeah, so, same. Um, yeah, number 10, I have Munich. 10, I have War of the Worlds. Underrated. On... Yeah, both yeah, extremely underrated. underrated. I've never yeah, seen Munich. Munich is, no. Never seen Munich. Munich is awesome. More. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's very, cool. it's actually, I would put that, and you can make the whole uh, thing that we were just talking about a quadrilogy with Munich. Yeah, Munich is like completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And it was so cool. It's also like, about like terrorism and revenge and yeah. kind of like, yeah. it's very much um, analyzing all that. Uh, what time is senior staff? 5.30? 5. Today. Oh, it is. Wait, yeah. What? It's five today. We're doing the Secret Santa thing too, and I have to leave at like five thirty-five, five forty. Sorry, we should have said. I mean, we're we're an hour in, so we can wrap it. Dude, we haven't. We got ten more movies, and we haven't talked about the Fablemans <laughs> yet. Okay. You well, didn't tell me this. Well, I forgot. I'm sorry. Well, what are we gonna do? Uh, why don't Why don't we just hit all ten, and we can go till like five fifteen. Okay. All right. All right. Why don't you just read them off? All right, number nine, I got West Side Story. Raiders. Uh, uh, nine, I have um, uh, uh, Temple Doom. Wow. Yeah, I guess you, you really haven't seen that many Spielberg movies. I mean, 14's a lot, but yeah. Of 34. Sure. <laughs> um, eight, Saving Private Ryan. That's a good one. You can see that his inspiration's in the... In, uh, the favorite one so much for that movie now too. Oh yeah, and like, his like early um, I was watching Band of Brothers recently too, and you can really see it in that. Yeah, because I know. wait, no, is the Friends guy in that movie? Or uh, yeah, yeah, I, like I, not, it's, like a, it's a TV show. Yeah, I I I could really I, I wanted show. to watch it's like a made I, for TV series. I wanted to watch that show, but the Friends guy ruined it for me. He just took well, me out of it. I couldn't hate him in it. Which guy? He's only in it for the first. No, like the I don't know what his name. Joey? Skinny guy. Oh, Chandler? Wait, Matthew Perry's in it? I think Matthew... No, no. It's gotta be Ron's guy. It's gotta be David Schwimmer, right? He's the only one that would make sense in a Dark World War II thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. Uh, uh, what do you got for number eight, Max? Uh, Lincoln. I got Munich. I love Munich. It's awesome. All the rest are four and a half and... Uh, yeah. Six up is five stars. I've got a uh, seven, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, probably the most underrated cruise in this movie. It's mm-hmm. low-key one of the best performances of his career. Yeah, David yeah. Schwimmer. Um, like, the he plays, like, the being the, the terrified so well. Like, yeah. when he's running from the, like, the three-legged, like, walker things, it's insane, his expressions. Um, yeah. I gotta check that out. I and, didn't know it's and, story. And the filmmaking of it is just, like, so, so no, good. It's like, unforgettable. The first, the first 30 minutes is some of the best stuff in his entire career. Yeah, I love War of the Worlds. Yeah, I, I, I loved that story <laughs> when I was a kid, so. Uh, uh, I have Minority Report as seven. Okay. It's I awesome. feel like that's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Bridge of Spies from here. Six, Jurassic Park. That's Saving Private Ryan. Okay, okay from here on out, they're all... Like yeah, that, that's total ma- they're total masterpiece. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of sh- I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this, but I have Jaws at six. 
Yeah, I am gonna give you shit for that. Dude, Jaws I, is like like the great yeah, American dude, film. Jaws I I, like I rewatched that over the summer, man. and I was just like, I can't. I I want to like this so much, but I just couldn't. <laughs> Jaws is on my like sight and sound top rated? ten. Of I all have time. It four yes. stars. Oh okay. But I mean, I just couldn't. I don't know. It was like this is cool, but I just I don't know. Um, yeah, Jurassic Park, such a perfect like blend of terror and awe. Like I was talking about earlier, that's probably where it comes together the best. You know, that and Jaws are probably the two movies. That capture his energy the best, I think. Um, what do we have? Six. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Banger. Probably the best war movie besides Apocalypse yeah. Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now is probably the best. But yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Is the opening right scene of Saving Private Ryan will never get old. I could watch that like a million times. Dude, I got to see that in a theater over the pandemic because oh, one of my local theaters was playing old stuff to keep it stay open. It was lucky. awesome. And that was the first time I had seen it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Five Eye Raiders. Five, I have Catch Me If You Can. That's offensive, you have Raiders, so, but I have Jurassic Park. Five. I have Raiders at nine. I have Raiders at one, so. I mean. Yeah, that's a, it's your few five-star movies. Listen, Raiders is at five only because the next four movies are, like, four of my favorite movies of okay. all time. Okay. I mean, Raiders is probably one of my favorite, favorite movies, though, but. Four, this may be premature, but I'm seeing it again tonight, The Fablemans. I think that's at least top five. It's got to be. The Fablemans at two. <laughs> It's so good. It's awesome. As, as like, it just, it hit me at the exact right moment. Yeah. Like, I will look back on, like, But, like, this, I don't think that's weeks. just because you're 20 years old or 21 and, and like movies. Like, I think it's just actually that good. Yeah. Like, I think you can watch that movie and not be, like, I want to be a filmmaker and still be moved by it. You and it's I mean? still going to make you very passionate about whatever it is you are passionate about. Right, right. right. Like, it's going to make you feel like it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, whether it be sticking your head in the lion's mouth or not. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Judd Hirsch. Um... Four. Four, Jaws. Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can, so underrated. I watched that in a law, law ed class in high school. I don't, school. Think it I don't is know underrated. why. I think people worship that movie. Okay. Well, people definitely okay. like Catch Me If You Can. I think it's good. It's got almost like, a million viewers on Letterboxd and has four stars. All right, all right, fine. It's like, I, I don't know if that's in my top five, but it's It's close. not underrated, it's but I fucking ten. love it. Okay. That, it's my number three, by the way, so... I had it previously at my number one. I, I was I, like, eh, hasn't I, really affected I, me. This I would say yeah. Catch Me If You Can is like probably a top three Leo performance. Yeah, and it's I would say before <laughs> Fablemans, it was Spielberg's most personal movie. Like mm-hmm. it is very much like think about like I don't want to spoil Fablemans. Just spoil Fablemans. No, but, fuck off. Yeah. But, but think about like <laughs> it's not it's like dude, just fuck off. No, stop. it's about <laughs> I don't care Spielberg. You know the story. It's like no, kid I don't. Likes movies like, like the, whole, the whole the whole the whole divorce aspect of Catch Me If You Can is so similar to what happens to Spielberg yeah. in real life. And also, like, the whole, like, imposter syndrome of, like, uh, pretending to be other people and everything is, like, him, like, sneaking onto the sets and, like, getting in the weeds and just, like, kind of doing things running gun. I don't know. I feel like Catch Me If You Can is very much, like, Spielberg's psyche on screen. Mm-hmm. Is, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your number three? AI. Let's go! AI yeah, no, high No one recruited me to the AI army. I, <laughs> I, I, need to, I, need, I need to watch it. AI is it. probably the most like depressing, like bleak outlook yeah. of any movie I've ever seen in no, my entire life. That movie made me cry. Movies do not make me cry often. <laughs> I cried like three times watching AI. Yeah. And it's so Kubricky too. I love it. It's like, yeah, it's probably, it really... That's people, what draws me the most to it. People who are idiots yeah, that's think... That's what I wanted to watch it for, too. People that are idiots think the ending is supposed to be some, like, feel-good Spielberg ending. It Like, the ending of that movie is, like, literally, like, the universe sucks, humans suck, 
everyone should die, like yeah. fuck the world and fuck existence. Like that is what that the message of that movie is. And I feel like people didn't like it because they couldn't handle that it was Spielberg telling them that the most positive, like happy go lucky yeah. filmmaker. Because the middle of the movie is like very Spielberg adventure, like running around. Yeah, but even that stuff is depressing as hell. Yeah, like it's the, it's um, a it's a robot prostitute and an abandoned child trying to find meaning and worth, and they don't they don't find it. Yeah. <laughs> he stares at the angel in the sea for like two thousand years. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, yeah. Steven. You gotta rewatch it. I know. The depressing <laughs> element threw me off when I watched it as a kid, but I, I, I think Honestly, I can appreciate it now. AI, so AI ending, is my number two. The ending is so good in that movie. The beginning is also so good because it's so it's so Kubricky, dude. It's so weird. All the weird little shit the kid does when he's like, yeah, when they push him in the pool and shit, like all yeah. that weird shit was so cool. Yeah, Last Crusade number number three for me. Love Sean Connery. Love so Harry I got Ford. I got number two AI. Uh, two Schindler's List. Two Fablemans. One. Raiders. Jurassic Park. Say that louder. Jurassic Park. Jaws. Spielberg? Or Steven. What, do you, what do you got, Steven? I think I have to go with Jaws. I mean, it's just so iconic. Yeah. But it's like, you know, top, it's like it's Jaws. It's one of the five most important movies ever made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Um, Steven, do you want to call Aiden Sauls real quick? Oh, because yeah. Because we tried to call him on his birthday. And this Can is we our, give context? This is a, this yeah, is a, yeah. So this is our oldest uh, listener of the pod, I guess. Biggest Michael's, fan. Michael, our creator, who was on a couple weeks ago, with his younger brother, um, and uh, we tried to call him on his birthday and wish him happy birthday, but he did not answer. Mm-mm. So we just improved a bit. Yeah. On that episode, but we'll see if he answers this time. Yeah. Let's give let's give him an actual call. <laughs> oh. I want to say Squawk was number four for me on Spotify's uh, podcast. Spotify rap podcast. Yeah. Nice. Shout out. Yeah, thanks, man. If we're on anybody's raps. <laughs> Aiden? Hello. Hi, this is Noah from the Squawk. And Hello, I'm, Noah. How are you? I'm good. I'm here with Steven and Max. You're calling in and live. Guest Evan. Yeah, you're on air. That's great. How's everyone? <laughs> good, good. Uh, so we have an announcement to make, and I think Steven should do it with you here, and we should get your live reaction to it. That's how we'll announce it. Yeah. That sounds great. I just wanted to say thank you for being our biggest fan and, uh, and that I will not be returning as co-host next semester. No. <laughs> yeah. His heart sinks. I'm moving on from this place. Where are you headed? Um, I'll still be here. I'm, I just uh, will not be arts and culture editor anymore. Get that. Well, whatever um, makes you happy. Thank you. Aiden, thank you for calling in. Uh, is there anything you want to share with the show before we let you go? I have great news for everyone. What's that? Uh, okay, so I don't know if y'all have known, but my ankle has been broken for the past four years. <laughs> um, I just returned from the doctor, and I no longer am in a boot. I'm just in a little little ankle brace, and I can walk now. Congratulations. That's, great. That's, great. That's hype. And uh, since, since we did just an amazing day, I get to be on the squad. I get to be walking. ankles out. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. All right, bro. We're uh, we're happy for you, and uh, happy belated birthday. Since we didn't really get to say it last time. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, dog. We'll see you later. Yeah, dog, God bless. Barking right now. <laughs> Give me one moment. I'm on the squawk right now. <laughs> hey, hey. hey.
right, I'm sorry that uh, a dog wanted to show off. Dog on the squawk. <laughs> First ever. All right, Aiden, we'll talk to you later. Peace out. Thank you very much for having me. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's day. Good luck to your ankle. Thank you. Bye. I love how you're like, thanks for calling in when you're literally calling him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I literally <laughs> called him. All right, well, that, that does it for our Spielberg rankings. As you just heard, Steven, you're not coming back next semester. Wait, when is Sarah? We're going to miss Friday. Friday. Yeah, there's song there's, dropped on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah, go, go check it go out. Check there's it out. The Fablemans. It's definitely one of the best movies ever made. And yeah. the, and the and key, it actually is. We all think it's one. Yeah, and it, there's no spoiler in it that that is that uh, <coughs> mysterious. That you know, it really changes. So Seth Rogen dies. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen actually grows yeah, another Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, and they take over the world. She takes off the Seth Rogen suit. The most jarring thing is going to be seeing Paul Dano as a, as a regular human being. He actually he's awesome. crushes it. Yeah. Like, so, I would yeah. say his performance is probably the most touching. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's hard to not be frustrated at the mom. Like You really love Paul Dano. You know what yeah. I mean? At the end of it, you're just like, oh, this poor guy. Big year yeah. for Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah. Good year. Well, you guys got to go. Uh, Evan, if you want to stay, we can talk about the Fablemans for a couple minutes to wrap okay. up the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys know my, th- I, I genuinely think it's one of the best. I mean, I, I ran out of like uh, on a cloud. You said that like floating. Yeah. It's just like, it's one of the most inspiring <laughs> movies ever. And it's like the, everything from like David Lynch saying like, get the fuck out of my office to like <laughs> where he's like, unless I make a movie about it. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. just so touching. So good. And it's like the um, the Boy Scouts, like war movies he makes, so good. And that kid's totally wearing <laughs> contacts. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. I said that. No, I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> what kid? The main guy's definitely wearing brown contacts. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't it know. It looks like. So something like weird about his eyes, like the pupils don't move. <laughs> I don't know. That, that kid was amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's so he's good. Do some big things. Everyone was so good in that. Yeah. All right, Love guys. Thank All right. Thank yeah. you for your time yeah. as host of this It was this beautiful block. being on. Oh, yeah, there's there's, a, there's some huge beef behind the podcast yeah, 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 Steven's leaving. No, that's someday. not true. Thanks, keep man. in touch. Remember me when you're famous. <laughs> you want to you wanna dive in just really quick for like oh, five yeah, minutes? Let's, yeah, let's talk some more, sure. Let's talk some more Fablemans because uh, I think like for anybody that has any kind of creative passion, this is going to be like one of their favorite movies of all time. Like No, dude. I... You said this a million times, but it's like you see yourself watching that movie. Yeah. I feel like if you're any kind of, like, movie cinephile kind of person, like, watching that movie is just, like, amazing. I I think the biggest thing about it is just, like, it's weird how Spielberg in that movie is, like, so, um, it's not a, it's not a movie about the magic of movies, right? It's not like, oh, look how great like going to the cinema is and how that opens up a world and makes you filled with awe. Like, so it's not just like Hollywood jerking themselves off. It's like about this very specific person and about how he uses this specific art form to overcome the struggles in his life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why beautiful. and that's why I think it's universal. It's so beautiful. Like think about the scene. The opening scene of him not the opening scene, sorry. But the scene of him discovering the cheating going on, the emotional cheating going on, and him looking yeah. at the reels over and over—it is such an intense scene of just someone looking at a movie, and right. it's just such an interesting way of going about how sh- showing how movies are so like impactful. Yeah, sorry for spoil—we're spoiling, but yeah, um, we're spoiling like crazy. The, the like the scene where they announce to the the daughters that they're getting divorced, and Spielberg—you see him like sitting. The kid's name is Sammy Fableman. But um, in the movie, but it's really about Spielberg's life. Yeah, so you see like him sitting on the steps because he knows this is coming, and he's watching his parents tell it to the daughters. But as he's watching it, 
you start to see him also moving around. He's seeing himself move around the parents and the daughters with the camera. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's thinking about how would I shoot this if this was a movie? And also, like, how is this, like, how is making a movie about this helping me understand what's going on? How is it helping me process it? Mm-hmm. It's like almost like dreamlike. I mean, he's David Lynch is literally in the movie, but it's <laughs> yeah. like it's a Lynchian sequence, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's so incredible. Like I just walked out feeling like this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, or I'm going to die trying. Yeah, no, everything in my power to try to make this happen. And you know, it's funny. The first hour I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So, I mean, it's not going to be bad. It's Spielberg, right? Well, I yeah. can't, I could, it could be bad. But <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he hasn't been insanely consistent yeah, for the last no. 10 years. So, but like, I expected this to be good just because it's obviously very personal for him. So I was like, okay, yeah. he's not going to make this bad. And West Side Story was good. Yeah. It, although it's low on my list, I still think it's a good movie. And um, so, like, the first hour into it, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. This is cool. And then, um, you know, he, I thought the whole movie was going to be him as a little kid. Like, the guy, little kid at the beginning. I thought that was Oh, stupid. really? You yeah. thought that? Yeah. I didn't realize he was going to become a teenager. And that was going to be, like, the main chunk of the movie was him being a teenager. And I think when he got to high school in the movie, I was, like, I was a little worried at first. Because I was, like, I really don't want, like, corny high school shit right now right, to ruin exactly. this movie. Yeah. And that is the best part of the movie is him in high school, I think. It starts out as... Like, this movie, I think there's a buzzword with, like, talking about movies right now in general where people are like, oh, it plays with your expectations. Yeah. And that shit is always so annoying when I hear that. It's like, oh, this movie subverts your expectations. But this movie does it in such a great way where it's like, it presents the high school stuff. You think it's going to be corny, normal, coming-of-age thing. And then slowly, slowly, because of what he films and what, how he looks at the people in his class and, like, his mates or whatever, like through the eyes of the camera that then changes how he sees them and how they see themselves Mm -hmm. like when they see themselves on Spielberg's film the way he shoots them it reveals things about themselves that they didn't know and like he's able to touch other people with his gift you know and it's such such a powerful like way of showing it like the scene where the bully the bully's last scene in the movie where he confronts him and he's like so good and he's like Why'd you film me like that? Because he's like, I've been an asshole to you. I've been bullying you for yeah, like so months. Yeah, feel bad? So, yeah, why are you like making a movie where I look like the hero? He's like, because you're the most interesting person to film. Yeah. And like, you believe that like, he, he he's like, yeah, that is the reason why. You were the most interesting character for me to film that scene. So that so is... So I made you look like you could fly. He's right. Like, I can't fly. Yeah. And he doesn't understand, the, his bully doesn't understand why it's, this film is having the emotional impact on him. But the reason why Spielberg is such a good artist is because, like, even if he can't explain it in words, he subconsciously knows why Mm -hmm. it's making him feel that way. And he's Mm -hmm. able to do that from a young age. He knew exactly where to put the camera. Yeah. Awesome movie. I love the the prom scene where he's like, it's all different now. They're getting divorced. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He just trauma dumps on his girlfriend. That's his game. He's like, yeah. Let me just tell him I got divorced. Like, oh my god, the first scene where he's like making out with the Christian girl is so funny. <laughs> she thinks because like he's Jewish and she's like super Christian, but yeah. she's so into Jesus and Jesus was a Jew, so she thinks Jews are hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That actress uh, is really good too. Yeah, she was good. And her yeah. best friend is the girl, from <clears throat> the girl from Licorice Pizza that makes um, Alana jealous. Really? Yeah. Remember, she's like in the mattress store, like making out with Gary. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. her her first three movies we looked she at. She was good looked, too. I looked at her letterbox. She was in Licorice Pizza, then The Fablemans, and her next movie is Coppola's Megalopolis. That's crazy. Wow. So like, give your agent a raise, girl. Coppola. Like, 
Cop- Coppola's making another movie. Coppola's back, baby. I can't wait. That's going to be insane. With Adam Driver. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, anything else about the failed ones? I mean, the David Lynch scene is incredible. The final shot of the movie is hilarious and <clears throat> just wraps it all up beautiful, beautiful, beautifully. Beautiful. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Beautifully. Beautifully. Uh, Paul Dano, probably one of his best performances ever. Dude, he just kills the whole, like, sweet dad, like, doesn't really yeah. lose his temper, like, kind of just... And I like that it's not a stereotype. It's not, like, the sweetest dad ever, but also he's not, like, oh, I hate that you're an artist or whatever, like, yeah. you gotta do something real with your life. He's, like, he's like, I really like your movies, I'm gonna buy you all the equipment, because I really support this as, like, an outlet for you, but he's, like, also, I don't know if this is a career, so I also want you to pursue other things. Mm-hmm. And, like, Spielberg's always, like... Or Sammy in the movie is always kind of like, you know, like, Dad, it's not a hobby. But then, like, they have, like, these moments of connection. Like, when he pokes the holes through the film to make it look like the guns are actually shooting. And his dad's like, you're thinking like an engineer. Like, you're doing what I do. Just apply that to, like, your engineering homework and not, (laughs) like, the movie making, right? And it's, like, that weird tension between them that is, like, not cliche at all that really works. Um, You get to see it again today. Yeah. You're, you're going to love it again. I am going to love it again. You're not going to be bored for a second. I know. I'm going to just be so enraptured by it. I'm Gabriel go- LaBelle. This kid's going to do big things. Yeah, so Gabriel LaBelle plays Sammy Fableman, the Spielberg stand-in. Um, and, you know, my dad saw it with me, and he was like, he's like, if I have any takeaway from that movie, it's that that kid was absolutely incredible. Like, he <laughs> just he just has, like, such, pr- like, presence, you know? Like, yeah. he just, he's so compelling. You can't take your eyes off him the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Is this this guy from Seinfeld? Judd Hirsch. Is he in Seinfeld? Uh, I believe... Doesn't he play his uncle or the uncle in Seinfeld? Uncle Leo? No, he does not play Uncle Leo. I do not I do not know if Judd Hirsch was in an episode of Seinfeld, but Judd Hirsch is the goat, bro. He's Who's so the good. the guy who plays Uncle Leo? <coughs> I don't know. I feel yeah. like Judd Hirsch had to be on Seinfeld at some point, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit more about our movies? We should plug our... Uh, Stuff. Story Productions. Alright, let me let me just do an outro and we can do it as part of that. Okay. So yeah, that's our thoughts on the Fablemans. I obviously have it number four in my Spielberg rankings. I gave it five stars. It's probably like one of my top fifty favorite movies of all time. Yep, same. I mean five stars for me as just well. An absolute transcendent experience. I'd say that like it's easily the best movie of the year and we're only three years into the decade. We've only had twenty, twenty one, twenty two, but I'd say it's 1A, 1B with Licorice Pizza right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw that movie completely alone on Thanksgiving Day, and it was the best decision I made for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. So heartwarming. Um, um, so I guess that does it for us. This is a long episode, but it was Steven's Farewell and, uh, you know, big Spielberg episode to send it out. So thank you all for listening. Um, you should go check out uh, Stowey Productions, me and Evan's film company we've got like three films dropping this weekend on friday so you can go see them because it's friday when this comes out slippery vinyl best buds and what's the third one? and then we've got a funny little uh detective thing that i made funny mad detective thing mad lib style um i still gotta come up with the title for it uh, it's jacob's movie we should shout that out too oh yeah so also we have um our friend uh jacob joseph who uh made a movie called present dictates future i'm not sure when that'll be publicly available but that's coming out soon and uh Evan acted in it, and I did the cinematography, so that's coming. Awesome. Um, and yeah, check out Sunset Freestyle, Evan's music video, which will be on YouTube Friday when this drops. <coughs>
Somebody coughs. Right. What's up? Coughs to cut out. Sorry. <laughs> I've had to cough for like a week and then plus talking for an hour. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Um, we'll be back next semester. This is our last episode of the semester, unfortunately, because um, Daily Gamecock content ends on Friday. So we will see you all. Max and I will see you as Max is, you know, now permanent co-host. So Max and I will see you in the spring in early January. Uh, thank you all for listening. This podcast is hosted by Noah Trainer, Stephen Pastis, and Max White. Intro music by Bryson Carroll and Stephen Pastis. Artwork by Stephen Pastis. Uh, social media by Vivian Tequil, created by Michael Sauls. Mm-hmm.